Welcome back, everybody, to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. This is episode 13, episode 3 of season 2. I am your host, Steven Salgo, alongside my co-host, Antonio Delguto, a.k.a. Puggy the College Man. How are we doing today? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We got a good show, a unique show, a little different show, everyone, today. Uh, we're starting off with basketball. That's that's not different, really. But what we do have coming up eventually is we're going to be talking about a lot of what's going on in the soccer world over in Europe. There's some Finally. big events that have happened recently that are that are definitely worth talking about. So you, you don't want to miss that, even if you're not into soccer. It, it, it's some pretty big news. And we're going to be talking some football at the end of the podcast. But for now, there's some NBA news today on the 27th of August. Laurie Markin is finally on the move. They've been we've been talking about Laurie Markin on the move for I don't too know long. how long in the NBA world. Yeah, too long. And here we are. So now finally something is done. So let me tell you everyone the trade that has gone down. So we got Derek Jones Jr., a Portland protected first round pick and a Denver protected 2023 pick going to the Bulls. We have Cavaliers receiving Laurie Markin and we have the Trailblazers receiving Larry Nance Jr. So tell me, Puggy, what do, what, do, what do you think about this trade, and what do you think this means for Kevin Love moving forward? When I look at this three-team trade, honestly, I think the Trailblazers won this. I think Trailblazers didn't really lose too much, in my opinion. Yeah, they lost a first-rounder, but the Trailblazers are always making, always making the playoffs, so they don't really have a that big of a first-round pick. But on top of that, they're adding Larry Nance, who I've actually been very high on for quite a while. And I think he's a solid role player, understands what he has to do. And every once in a while, I can give you a 20-plus night. Not often, but every once in a while. Cavs, getting Larry Markkinen was a shock. You and I talked about it a little bit earlier today, and it was very shocking. And leads to the whole question of what's going to happen to Kevin Love now. Personally, with all the rumors now having him getting bought out, I think he should go to a team like the Heat. I mean, he have a very solid team. They added a lot of additions this summer, including Kyle Lowry, and kept Victor Oladipo. I think all they personally need is just a power forward. I mean, they lost Iguodala. I'm not saying Iguodala is some phenomenal power forward, but just imagine a Kyle Lowry, Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Love, and Bam Adebayo lineup. I'd be afraid of his opposition. Not bad. I'm not a. I'm not opposed to that lineup. I'm interested to see because it is. I mean, I feel like I haven't watched Kevin Love play in a couple of years, but he's not like the greatest defender anymore. Now, is he? He's just more of that. I mean, he's aging, but he yeah. he knows his role. I mean, yeah, I feel like, I feel like he could he could fit in well with that Heat team. But I I think the uh, the Lakers would would fit him well. As you know, they they need a shooter like him out on the perimeter, whether he starts or not. Um, Anthony Davis playing center, I think, would make a lot more sense because he just is a matchup nightmare. Almost definitely for, for for centers. I mean, he's dominant enough too. You know, he's been playing the power four for a while, but I think he's dominant enough to dominate both sides. Oh yeah. But I feel like Kevin Love would be the more modern stretch four that the Lakers could use and let AD do whatever he needs to do. So that's what I think. I think. Kevin Love would be a good fit in the Lakers. And I know a lot of people talk about the Nets. 
I don't really know if they even need him. Because they got Blake Griffin's back, no? Um, I want to say he is, but honestly, I'm pretty sure he is on a on a on a minimum. But so it's like they, I feel like it's just overkill then at that point if they get Kevin Love, you know. At the same time, you're right about that. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, there's still that whole argument: will he stay healthy? I mean, when was the last time Kevin Love really had a healthy season? Well, I'm sure whoever signs him, it's not going to be some big ludicrous contract. It'll probably be like the veteran, veteran minimum or the mid level exception. Yeah, because I mean he's made more money than he ever could imagine. But Almost I tough. think his days in Cleveland are done. Whether it's he gets cut or he's um, traded away or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But but as for the Cavaliers of today and the Trailblazers of today and the Bulls of today, I think the Bulls did good. They added a first round pick in Derek Jones Jr., who's athletic. You know, it kind of fits in with that whole. He kind of fits in with the whole new uh, like Cleveland. Regime that got going on right now with the Rosen, uh, Ball, Caruso defense pretty much. They're they're building a nice defensive culture over there, and Laurie Marketing did not suit that whatsoever. Yeah, Chicago just wasn't great for Laurie Marketing, but I think you're right. I mean, Derek Jones will definitely fit that grit and grind kind of team almost. Right, right, and then Laurie Marketing on the Cavs, four year, like was it sixty seven million dollar? What? Why? I, I mean, I don't know what they're trying to do over there. I mean, I, they I just either. drafted Evan Mobley. They kept Jared Allen for a bigger contract. I mean, where does Laurie Marketing fit in? Because Evan Mobley's a seven foot, like one seven foot center slash power forward. Where's Marketing go? I, I I'm looking forward to any team that has to play the Cavaliers because my goodness, their their best the best player on the team the Cavs are facing is going to drop probably forty. It's going to be, I just I don't I mean besides I like Jared Allen on that team Sexton's not too bad either. I like Garland. I'm a big yeah, fan Garland's of Garland. also, but like I just it's overall, a whole lot of mismatch over there. I mean it's like there's yeah, no yeah it, yeah yeah yeah. I feel like I don't feel like there's a flow. It's just a bunch of players. It's just like you're here, you're here, do whatever you want. It's like yeah yeah we'll figure it out. You yeah, know. there's no system right now. No, I don't like what they're doing. But I don't think they're in any place to do anything right now anyway. And then the Trailblazers got Larry Nance Jr., who, like you said before, I think he would be, I think he's a nice little addition to that Trailblazers team. He's so a I nice think, replacement for Melo. I mean, yeah. not saying he's as good of a shooter as Melo, but I mean, no. he's going to do what Melo try to basically do. Just play the role, take the shot when you need to, dish the ball out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I may I add, on the Cavs, know how you said they're in no position to do anything. You were the man that last year told me that they would be better than the Knicks. Just saying. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They might. They, they might still be. Who knows? Oh. But, uh, don't even say. You can't even say that with a full heart. Yeah, I I am smiling behind the microphone right now. But what I will say with a straight face is that Brooklyn runs New York. That is not true. It doesn't matter if you think it's not, or or if it is. The money says true. difference. Big. The results say otherwise as well. Yeah, they they sat they sat at their couch too at the end of the season just like us. Yeah, if only Kevin Durant was one foot foot size smaller, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're gonna be talking about that forever, aren't we? All oh. these this these ifs and whatever about Kevin Durant's big foot. Yeah, how dare so, you have a big foot, right? Yeah, but speaking of. I don't know. I was gonna say speaking of big foot, but it doesn't really make any sense. I don't know if Doncic has a big foot or not. Dominant players, how about that? Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. The Mavericks, Luka Doncic. 
I have no idea how I feel about the Mavericks. What about you? Uh, I, I, I'm on the same boat as you because the whole, whole idea is, don't get me wrong, Doncic's a phenomenal player, but he doesn't know how to incorporate his teammates. We, we talked about this a little bit. He can't incorporate his teammates. He's very ball dominant, which kudos to him. He he does a phenomenal job at that. And he does but, a good job at it, but it's like that. How far will that get them? Exactly. The team, I mean, that like, is. The team. look at Kobe. It'll get him far. It'll certainly get him far. But what about the team? Yeah, like look at the look at Kobe. Uh, rest in peace to him, obviously. But when he played, at first he was a very ball dominant guy. Didn't want to share the ball, so on and so forth, until he got put into place. And he still was ball dominant, but he knew how to pass the ball properly. Come the playoffs. Doncic in this past playoffs, the only reason why they made it far, but the Mavericks, it was because of him. He didn't like really incorporate his other teammates that much. Tim Hardaway Jr. was good too. I mean, yeah, but like if you want to look at stat by stat for every single game, you probably see Doncic taking a good half oh, of the shots, of probably. Yeah, I don't feel like there's like maybe there's not one coming to the top of my head right now, but I don't feel like there's one player that just would mesh well with Doncic's play style. I can't like, like think a big of one name, either. A big name, that is. I'm sure I could name a bunch of role players, like the Tim Hardaway Juniors of the world, but I'm talking about like the Bradley Beals and the Kawhi yeah. Leonards and those kind of guys. Where do they fit in? Honestly, actually, now that I think about it, Embiid. Embiid, yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Because he's, like, I mean, I made the comparison to Kobe. He's in that position where it's a very big, like, it's a guard that's willing to shoot. He needs that guy who can constantly get a rebound and just put it back up. And obviously, Kristaps Porzingis was not that guy. So. No, he's not. He, no, he is not that guy. Oh, I was about to make the same exact joke. Yeah. <laughs> Doncic, now, just, just for, for fun, could you imagine Doncic on the Sixers right now? Like, they sent Simmons over to the Mavericks for Doncic. Whatever the package may be. Let's just pretend it happened, right? Could you imagine Doncic on the Sixers? That would be crazy. I mean, I won't lie. That, that would be that'd be interesting to see. But at the same time, I mean, then you got Seth Curry. Yeah, the polar opposite of Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons will not shoot under any circumstance, and Doncic will shoot under any circumstance. As a Sixers fan, like, for you, who, who would you choose? Who would I choose? Oh, Doncic. I would take Doncic right now. Hey. Yeah, his, de- his defense lacks, but he would be on a much better defensive team overall than the Mavericks would be. And I'm sure Simmons would make the Mavericks a much better defensive team than they are right now. That's yeah. an interesting swap. I don't know the logistics behind the deal, but it would be an interesting swap. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Now that we're a little bit on the topic of Ben Simmons, has anything even happened this offseason with him like recently? No. In fact, I heard that there were uh, a report that said that as of right now, and we all know how these reports work out, but as of right now, they're going to start the season with him on the roster. Kind of like That's the Harden deal where he starts on the team and then he's out of there eventually. That's kind of the feel I got. I hope not. And if it is that, if they are going to keep him on the roster, then just keep him at that point. Yeah. Just, I feel like it's a bunch of nonsense then to get into all the other, you know, the trading and I don't know. I feel like if, they, if they're going to get rid of him, just get rid of him now. But, yeah. but getting rid of him just for nothing doesn't make sense because he's still young and finished second defense player of the year voting. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But, I mean, he's not worth what they're asking for i'll say that at least yeah but i don't know we'll, we'll just have to see how that plays out i'm i'm kind of uh 
You're on the I don't want to say dreading it. it, but it's like, eh. Whatever. You just want to, like, you want to figure out sooner or later. I want later. a result. Yeah, I want a result. I just want to know what happens. I like yeah. results. I'm not a big, I like to speculate, but I don't like speculating that leading to like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, this is going to happen. I'm thinking this could happen. So this is what's going to happen. Like, I like to think of all the other different options and stuff, which is what, um, I'll talk about more about my thought process of why I selected the uh, winners of the divisions for the articles that have been released so far. I'll explain some of my thought process behind that and see also what you think as well, Puggy. But coming up next, we're going to be talking about Cristiano Ronaldo in the soccer world. This is going to be interesting, so you don't want to miss it. Are you looking for a fresh cut this summer? Well, head over to at underscore Edwin the Barber underscore on Instagram so that you can enjoy the ETB experience. Edwin is a self-taught barber that will make you feel like a new person after a fresh cut. Alright, welcome back everybody to Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. Now, as promised, we were going to talk about some soccer. Cristiano Ronaldo, who is in the GOAT conversation in soccer with Lionel Messi, is on the move, and he's back to the club that he made his name at, Manchester United. His Juventus stint was okay. I'd say subpar. It was all right. It was was okay. I don't think it was worth the $100 they spent. No, 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 no. But now he's back with Manchester United. And for those of you who don't know, Manchester United was a, is a very prestigious club, but they haven't really they haven't done too much in the recent recent years. Their last domestic title was in 2013. Correct. Yes, and yeah, their last Champions League title, which is pretty much for it, for reference, is kind of like the Super Bowl of Europe, was 2008. So they haven't done too much. But now Ronaldo's back, and Puggy, you are the soccer expert here. What do you think? From both standpoints, I can actually give you both standpoints since I'm a United and Juventus fan. Juventus fan, I'm happy that he's gone, honestly. I'm upset that Juventus obviously spent 100-some million a couple years ago to get him. I was happy at the time, but looking back at it, I think it was just a big waste of money. I mean... Ronaldo, when he came to Juventus, said that he was going to complete the impossible of getting Juventus a Champions League title. I feel like ever since Juventus got him, they got nowhere close to it. They kept on getting eliminated in the round of 16 against, not saying awful teams, but teams that you would think a prestigious team like Juventus would easily beat. I don't think they would lose to Porto normally. I don't think they would lose to Ajax normally. So that was a little lackluster at times. This past season alone... Very disappointing season for Ronaldo. A lot of people were starting to doubt him. I mean, this man was barely scoring against some of the easiest teams, and here and there he would score that random hat-trick against a team like Crotone. It's nothing that impressive. But from the United standpoint, it's nice. It's like that home. It's like that welcoming fe- feeling against like a homecoming feeling. It's like the whole Michael Jordan "I'm back" feeling for like a bull standpoint, basketball standpoint. Well, I think this could, do. I think this will help United. Honestly, I don't know. The Premier League is just getting harder and harder by the year, I feel like. So, it's definitely something to see this year. Do you have anything to add on it? Because I know you are a Man United fan as well. 
Yeah, no, I, I was watching this one video about how it's like they built this team around him in a way to suit him. And I haven't really been paying too much attention to soccer recently. But I am excited to watch some games again. It, it kind of like I, like, I like the Michael Jordan reference you made. It would be like, so let, let's say this, right? It would be like if Michael Jordan had a stint with the Bulls, retired like he did, right, the first time. Then he went and played for like... The Wizards? The, no, no, no. Someone like like the Rockets or something. Then he retired again. And then he went to like the Spurs or something. I don't know, like good teams, you know? Yeah. Trying to like compare. And then he retired again. And then like the Wizards, they, instead of going to the Wizards when he was older, it would be like going back to the Bulls. Yeah. You know, it'd be like, oh yeah, it's where he won his first three titles. And now he's back with the Bulls. You know, that that's kind of how I see it. I know that that's probably wasn't a very clean, like organized way of explaining it, but it's kind of the best way I could come up with it. But yeah. the point I'm trying to make is that I am excited for Ronaldo to be back. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I think it's going to, United might actually have a chance at winning the Premier League and being even contenders in the Champions League. Even though Chelsea, Manchester City, Tottenham, arguably. Tottenham, arguably. Definitely not Arsenal. They've fallen off. Yeah. I mean, United have a very strong team. I mean, their front three alone, honestly, you can't even say who's the set-in-stone players. I mean, they just purchased Jaden Sancho this summer. They have a talented wonder kid in Mason Greenwood. Rashford, unbelievable player. I mean, he is injured right now, technically, after coming off of elbow surgery. Martial, who, I mean, he doesn't see much of the limelight too, as much anymore, but, I mean, he's still phenomenal. He gets a good goal here and there. Edson Cavani, who showed up a lot for Man United last season. But then after their attack, the midfield, I mean, Bruno Fernandes, I mean, obviously he probably played a major role in getting Ronaldo back to United, both being Portuguese. Then you have Paul Pogba, who's renowned, one of the most renowned midfielders in the whole world. And then you have either Donny Van de Beek, Scott McTominay, Fred. United have a very solid team. I think the only questionable problem will still be their defense to this day. I know you're a big hater Durant. on their one. Harry oh, Maguire. Oh, yeah, I, yeah I, Harry Maguire. And he's a loser. He's still a loser. But <laughs> Varane is a nice upgrade. That because, was. Because Real Madrid had to ship him off because of salary situation. Yes. So they pretty much just gave him away. I mean, we're talking like top 10 center back in the world caliber just for... Thirty-five for, for the price of like it was only thirty-five top fifty center back yeah. in the world. It, it was it was a good it was a good deal. Like Harry Maguire, they paid top ten dollar you know top ten uh, dollars for him. Where you know I could go in there and play center back and perform <laughs> Sorry, better relax. than him for for free. No, no, I'm serious. We we <laughs> both we have a lot in common. We're both white. We're both we both have big heads and weird haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> and but the only the only difference is like he's a loser and I'm not you know yeah he so, he lost the Euro Cup final and you didn't <laughs> exactly like <laughs> I, I'm I pretty much I'm more successful than him you know exactly I mean yeah but I, after that I mean honestly <laughs> honestly their only weak point is their CV two their center back number two because left back very strong and Brandon Williams and Luke Shaw Luke Shaw had yeah, a phenomenal yeah. season and phenomenal yes, summer right back you got. Aaron Wambasaka, who's arguably the best right back in the whole world, and Diego Delaw. I mean, Diego Delaw is all right. He he knows his role. He's a nice sub. So I'm excited for United. 
and to top it off, they still have da- David De Gea. I mean, he's had a very lackluster season this past year, but if he could somehow return to what he used to be, phenomenal. Dean Henderson, up-and-coming goalkeeper, very renowned right now amongst like being one of the new wonder kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. United has a very high upside. They have not had this in quite a while, and I'm intrigued. They I do. mean, don't get me wrong. They finished second last season. They finished second like two seasons ago. But I don't think any United fan has been this excited until today. Yeah. Something that's been a rumor for about six years or so has finally come true. Ronaldo coming home. Yeah, I know. All the speculation uh, I don't like, and that's what we've been speculating for six years, if Ronaldo is going to come back or not. And here we are. Now to but, go yeah. back a little bit on the Juventus side, because obviously I'm okay. being a Juve fan. Now they have to think about who to replace him with. I have like two guys in mind, and the one's also another reunion. Moise Keane. Moise Keane, remember him. Juventus huh. are actually currently in the talks with bringing him back. They're currently talking to his agent, Mino Raiola, and all the personal terms have been agreed upon, but now it's just talking to Everton. Obviously, Moise Keane was sold two seasons ago when uh, Allegri left and Sarri got hired over him. Sarri didn't like him, and then he just sold him off. Allegri's back now, Juventus, and now he wants to bring back the guy that he built, basically. I mean, Moise Keane was only 18 when he got sold. Now he's only 20. He's still a very young player that could easily be developed. Personally, with the way Juventus is going now, I think they're trying to get this whole young regime concept because Juventus, for the longest time, they won nine titles in a row, but they had a very old, aging team. They still kind of do. I mean, you still have Benucci and Chiellini being your starting center backs. They're old. They're both like 35 plus. They're very old. They're like, yeah, they are. I, I make the joke always. Italian players, they're like fine wine, basically. I, mean, I was just about to say that. They really I was about are. To say, yeah, I mean, think about they're it. They're like fine wine. There are a lot of good old Italian players. They really are. That's what Italy's been known for, though. I mean, there are a lot of good old Spanish players. Thought I'd throw that out there, too. But that's the thing, though. Italy's always been known for that. The older you are, you tend to always be better. So, but yeah. go back to the point, though. Personally, I hope. Juventus get Moise came back, but my second option would be Mauro Icardi out of PSG, the former also Interman himself. I I think Icardi is one of those like strong strikers. He always knows how to find ways to score. And on top of that, he's the Argentinian link with Dybal. I mean, they both played with each other in, on the international level. Why not bring someone that can easily help? Because obviously Dybal is a cam. He's a playmaking cam. It's a nice way to have a connection between them two off the bat. Yeah, and and Akari's odd man out now with the Messi addition, yes. and also Mbappe might be on his way to Real Madrid. That's another speculation thing with him to Real Madrid. That would be a huge, huge signing. Because fun fact for anyone who doesn't know, there's a thing called the Big Five, like the top five leagues in in the world, and the top five consists of uh, England, Spain is second, Germany is third. Italy is fourth. France was fifth for a long time, but now Portugal actually passed them and is, I don't know, I guess determined by UEFA to have a more difficult and competitive league than France. So PSG having, you know, Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, all those guys isn't even a top five league. It's actually Portugal now, which is crazy to think. It is very crazy to think. I mean, I'm going to argue this real quick, that list. I don't think Italy should be that low anymore. They should be above Germany? I think they should be above Spain. 
I mean, I don't, I don't. You're gonna have a hard time getting that pass in, like anybody. I'm gonna have a hard time going getting that pass one of our own contributors, contributors, Mickey. But think about it. Juventus just lost Ronaldo, right? That's what made everyone think Serie A would be a joke, right? Inter lost Lukaku. Honestly, they're kind of getting to a level field right now. They're getting to the point where all these teams are strong to the point that it was a constant fight. I mean, look at last season. Juventus were battling to stay in the Champions League. Inter barely won, I think, until like the second week, second to last week of the season. And then when you compare it against all these other leagues, I mean, Spain. Ronaldo's obviously no longer Real Madrid. That's when I thought it started the decline of how competitive that league is. Messi's gone. Atletico Madrid, I mean, they're solid, but they just lost one of their better goal scorers in Diego Costa. I don't know. That's my personal standpoint. I don't think Spain should be that high. I think Germany, honestly, should be a little bit higher. Germany's always competitive until the second to last week, until Bayern just pulls it out of nowhere. We're going to have to have Mickey on here. We're going to have to talk about that at some point. Yes, we do. We really because, do. Because I, I don't know if I'd agree with that at all but i i want to i want i want mickey on here next time to talk about this because that is controversial i don't know you are you are in the minority i think if you if you were to go on twitter and talk and and try to defend your statement you would not get much support i don't think maybe maybe not i guess we'll have to argue this with mickey one day yes yes we will I'll, i'll look forward i'm looking forward to that but for now we're going to move on and we're going to talk about football and our previews and reviews that we have done for the NFL teams that we've put out on our blogs so far. So stay tuned for that. Want to listen to more fresh beats like this one? We'll head on over to 33 Ranger Music on SoundCloud. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. Now, this is a bit different. Uh, We are recording this the next day, this particular segment. Is there a specific reason for that, Puggy? There's two reasons. I got a brand new mic, and yesterday I had an awful voice crack. I'm not letting you put on the internet. (laughs) But yeah, so you got a new mic. We want to give it a test run, and we actually got some interesting topics to talk about, including uh, Garden Menchu, Deshaun Watson. But as promised from before, we are going to talk about our division predictions for a little bit. So, Puggy, you picked the Dolphins. Yes, I did. Would you mind telling me why? Because I'm interested to hear this. There's plethora of reasons. Start off, I'm a big fan of Tua. Honestly, I think he's very underrated. He didn't play that many games last season, so there's not... A lot of film about him. There's not that whole, oh, sophomore slump. I definitely think this is going to be his make-or-break year, obviously, because he's going to be the obvious starter this year. On top of that, he has receivers this year. I mean, he has Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, Mike Kosicki. It's endless. I mean, they did have Allen Hurts. Unfortunately, he's injured again. But then on the flip side of the team, the defense, I'm a big fan of their secondary and their DB specifically, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Justin Coleman. And then when you look at the front seven, they have Jalen Phillips, who they just drafted, in my opinion. He's really good. Just got to hope he doesn't get injured. 
They have Christian Wilkins. I think he's a solid defensive tackle. I mean, he's been improving every single year, in my opinion. And, oh, I'm losing their... Oh, who's the guy they just dra- like traded for? Ogba, Manuel Ogba. I definitely think the Dolphins are going in the right direction. They didn't lose anyone major from last year. And they're just improving. Would you argue that at all? So, let me... Here, here's my take on it. I, I, I do like their defense as well. I think... You know, I think they have a great secondary. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, very nice to have. I think Jerome Baker's solid. I do like Christian Wilkins, Emmanuel Ogba, uh, Jalen Phillips as well. But here's my problem. The offensive line. That offensive yeah. line, I'm just not crazy about it because you're looking at the guys. Austin Jackson, Liam Eichenberg, Michael Deiter, Robert Hunt, Jesse Davis. I'm just not crazy about them. And yes, I know, I I understand your point about Tua, you know, this, this is like his first full season technically, you know, because last year he never really had like a, you know, a true shot at it. You know, he's, he yeah. got put in halfway through a game, started one, then got benched for Fitzpatrick, and the cycle continued. They never really had a true shot. This is his true st- shot. So I understand, you know, he doesn't have a full season of game tape, so that does play into his favor. But what I saw from him last year, he just, I don't know, he just didn't seem comfortable and I don't think that offensive line is going to help his comfortableness. You know, I don't even know if that's a word. But but with that being said, I do like his weapons. Mike Gesicki, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Will, Will Fuller when he comes back from suspension, Miles Gaskin, uh, Malcolm Brown. You know, I think they're good weapons. And... You know, I, I could see... You know, I, I don't think they're pushovers. You know, I've had them going 10-7... and seven in the division. So I, I don't think they're pushovers at all. Now, if these rumors of the Sean Watson that we learned about this morning going to the Dolphins is true, then may I think I can get behind that then because the Sean Watson instead of Tua will be very interesting considering that the Sean Watson kind of has a similar O-line to work with besides, you know, he doesn't have Ronnie Stanley, who's probably one of the yeah. best left tackles in the league. But... That would definitely improve their situation. I think that could win them a game or two and definitely put them in contention with the Bills. But the reason I like the Bills is... Well, before you continue yeah, on... Go, f- go for it. Yeah, sure. From a Dolphins... If I was a Dolphins GM standpoint, I would not trade for Watson, honestly. Oh, I wouldn't either. Given the situation, I There's wouldn't There's too much up in the air right now that it's too risky to make a jump on anything right now. Very, very. I would not... I would not do that either. There's too many question marks regarding that mm-hmm. entire situation. But for the Bills, because I picked the Bills, I they're my Super Bowl pick. Josh Allen today looks so sharp against the Packers. I know it's preseason, but he looks sharp. He was 20 for 26, two touchdowns. Looked great so far from what we've seen today. And they have Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, nice little running back duo. Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, very nice receiving duo. Dawson Knox is all right. They brought back their entire offensive line. Same five guys. Yeah. Who, you know, they obviously, they got the job done. They got the AFC championship last year. They can do that again. You know, they can stay healthy. I don't see why they couldn't do it again. Then on defense, their big problem was they didn't get a lot of pressure last year. But like I said, they still got the AFC championship. Jerry Hughes, Star Lutalele, Ed Oliver. They can get more pressure. Gregory Rousseau, who they just drafted. A big fan of him. Uh, then they got Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano. Getting those two guys back is huge. And they have a great secondary. Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. They're, they're, those, that's a pretty good secondary to work with. I'm just a huge fan of this Bills team. They're well coached. 
So that's my perspective on why I like the Bills. Uh, I can agree with your perspective, honestly. I mean, the Bills have a very solid team. And honestly, I mean, I think if they're in the AFC Championship again this year against the Chiefs somehow, I take the Bills. I mean, they do have a very solid, formidable team. Like you just said, their defense is spectacular in a way, honestly. There's not that many weak points on their defense. Yeah, I, I'm just a huge fan of, of the team in general. And that's, you know, Patriots, I don't think, are a pushover either. I think Cam Newton and Mac Jones will look great. You know, their offensive line is great as well. They have two good tight ends, John Smith, Hunter Henry. They got Matthew Judon, Dante Hightower's back. You know, they have J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore. Patriots are no pushover either. I had them winning 11 games. The one problem with the Patriots, I think, this year is their wide receivers. They don't really have that many outstanding receivers there. It, that is That is definitely a concern for them as well. So we both picked the Colts and the Browns to win the division. So I don't know if we yes. really need to go too much into that. I mean, maybe we can talk about the AFC North a bit because I know a bunch of our Steelers friends would like to know why in the world we wouldn't pick the Steelers to win the division. I think you and I could both agree about why we said they wouldn't. It's just Big Ben. He's too questionable. I mean, like, he's, what, 38? 38 going right now, going into the season. His arm, like, it looks like he's just going out. And that's no fault of his. He's just getting older. Exactly. You're not expected to be the young quarterback he used to be like six years ago like you're not gonna throw 60 yards at ease anymore yeah no and then to top that i mean also their secondary i mean their secondary on their defense is quite questionable they lost a lot of key players like mike hilton and who else was it that Steven they lost in their sec- yeah thank you they saw joe hayden and and who's okay and mick fitzpatrick's great and then their front yeah. seven is elite it's probably the best in the league i'm not they're not gonna you can't discredit I'm that. I'm not yeah. going to do. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to discredit that. But what I will discredit is their offensive line. Apparently, it's you know, according to Steelers fans, it's not as bad as we think it is. I mean, they lost David DeCastro and Marquise Pouncey. Those are, I think, those are two huge pieces. And, and on top of that, Alejandro Villanueva as yeah, well. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of that offensive line. I know they they protected Big Ben very well in the past, but I just don't know. If this group can do it with the question marks that the the whole team presents, because Big Ben isn't the Big Ben of five years ago, you know he's thirty eight, yeah. and like you were saying, he's getting old to no fault of his own. I mean, what's he gonna do? Not everyone's Tom Brady, you know. Exactly. But then again, though, like Tom Brady adapted his game to just throwing the short pass, so it's like, yeah. Maybe we can see that a Big Ben, but we've always known Big Ben to be that guy who just launches it, almost in essence. I don't think the Steelers are crap by any means. Don't oh, no, get me they're wrong. They're not. I mean, I mean, I said in my uh, post that they, this division is going to be really hard at, from every team except for the Bengals. I mean, any team can easily win, in my opinion. But it's just I, more I matter so. of. I really do. I don't think the Steelers are out of it by any means. I have them winning nine games. It's just, I just think the Ravens and Browns are better than them right now. Yeah, that's just where I stand with it. But you know. I mean, we'll just have to see when the season starts. And then one last topic to cover before we head out. So Gardner Menchu, Menchu Mania is on its way to Philadelphia. What do you think this means, Puggy? I don't know, honestly. I mean, Gardner Menchu obviously was a starter for the Jags last year. Shockingly enough, the Eagles only got him, like traded away for six round for him. So that was honestly a steal, in my opinion. It was a conditional, yeah. At the, like, when you think about it, I mean, 
they still believe in Jalen Hurts. I mean, I would at the moment. He didn't have much time last year to prove himself or to like show whether he's worth it or not. But he did waste a decent draft pick on him. So I, I'm honestly I'm at a standstill about what to think on this. I mean, Minshew's a solid player in my opinion. I think he could be a backup anywhere easily. Who knows? Um, see, I don't know where the Eagles stand. They're like. They're Nick all over the place right now. I, I, I don't know. Like, Jalen Hurts is like is a guy, and then they're ready to trade him for Watson. Now people are thinking that they're trading, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts for Deshaun Watson. I, I just don't know what the direction is. Like, I, like, they have Joe Flacco, who performed well last night in his preseason game. Do they really need, like, a third quarterback like him? I, maybe they see something. I don't know. I feel like Gardner Menchu's, like, kind of mentality kind of fits Philly in a way, though. So I oh, guess he definitely does. Nice. But I wonder why the Jags just gave him up out of nowhere. That's why I'm more wondering, if anything, out of all of this. I feel like Urban Meyer's either going to like blow us away or run the Jaguars into the ground or just quit halfway through the season. I honestly put my money towards the quitting halfway through. He's Something just, I've never liked Urban Meyer. Yeah, he's just, he's, I don't know. I don't know what to think about Urban Meyer. He's one of those guys where you just, you just can't coach NFL like you're a college coach, but like no, that's no disrespect to college coaches. Like, there's just some people who are just outstanding in college. Nick Saban, as a coach, yeah, exactly. Nick Saban, like he was, he tried to coach the Dolphins, Dolphins correct? Yep, that didn't work for him. Just didn't work. Look out. at him in college though; he's one of the most renowned college coaches of all time. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll just see how it plays out. I really, I don't, I don't know what to think of it really, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just have to see. But for the future, I'm excited for more podcast episodes because now you got the n- n- brand new mic. Got to put it to use for a little bit. And for the yeah. future episodes, we're gonna get it for the full length. So that's gonna that's gonna be fun. Hopefully, no more voice cracks too. <laughs> yeah, that, now all you gotta do is get that pop filter, and you'll be set forever. Yes, sir. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. Be sure to be on the lookout for more blogs on our website, cloudzerosports.com. We've got a lot of great NFL content coming out. And be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Cloud Zero Sports, for updates and to keep the sports conversation going. Have a great day.